Welcome to the Beyond Jiu Jitsu podcast. This is episode number 87. Today, we're talking about the worst place to learn Jiu Jitsu. What's going on, Adam? What's up, Kieran? This episode, worst place to learn Jiu Jitsu, Alliance Sydney. No. <laughs> I was thinking, Shit, no. <laughs> I, I was thinking the worst place to try and learn Jiu Jitsu podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're listening to this to try and learn Jiu Jitsu. Shit. Yeah, bro, don't not articulate at all. How am I going to teach you jujitsu? Yeah. Through yeah. a podcast. Well, on the flip side, on the next episode, we're talking about the best place to learn jujitsu. So the Gracie University is going to be ah. <laughs> introduced. Yeah. So if if people <laughs> if some of our OG listeners, we did an episode, God, ages ago. I don't even remember what the episode was about, but uh, I know that Gracie University came up yeah. in the episode. And people Talking who, shit. yeah, if, if you haven't listened to that episode, you might not know Kieran's passionate opinion about the whole thing. Online blue belts. But, yeah. um, that's, that's, that's for next episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, so today we're going to a chat a little bit about, yeah, more specifically the worst place to learn jujitsu, but more, more specifically, we're going to talk about the content consumption in the in the jujitsu space yeah right because there's lots of different platforms where you can consume jujitsu content mm. and some are good some are bad but it's also about understanding what you're wanting to like you know what you are consuming and why yeah. you're going to that particular platform yeah right yeah the pros and cons of each because they each have like you know they're not all terrible in their own right if, if, if you're approaching it with the right frame of reference. We're going to delve in. Yeah. So, I mean, how much, how much jiu-jitsu content would you say that you, you consume? Probably more than the average jiu-jitsu player, but less than like the extreme end, like the, the Anthony's of the world. <laughs> Anthony's a blue belt at our gym and he, he consumes a lot. Yeah, man, a like he, uh, he obsesses. I think, yeah, I mean, he's every every other week he buys a new rash guard yep. and then he's got like every single instructional. I believe he bought the John Danaher instructional that was John Danaher instructional on how to make an instructional. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, he's always sending me, which I appreciate, always sending me uh, like Instagram messages of, yeah. Of just like, I don't know, sometimes it'll be some wacky technique or it'll be, you know, a really awesome submission from a comp or, yeah. you know, news like. I really appreciate it. Like know, he, he if, if there's been stuff. big story breaking in jiu-jitsu, yeah. like he's just, man, I hang on. Because he's well, so on the ball, man. Like, and then if, if, let, if let, he's messaging hang on. you. Let's, I'm going to do a live test right now. Oh, like uh, this might bite me in the ass, <laughs> but. um. A live text. I'm intrigued. What's going on? Well, no, I'm just messaging him on Instagram and I was just curious to see <laughs> instantly seen. Instant yeah. Yeah. Instant scene. <laughs> like instant man, Yo. he's just like straight away yeah, boom, on, on Instagram. Now I've got to answer this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. You talk to Anthony for ten minutes and then we'll come back to uh, the audience. Yeah, but he's like he consumes a lot of it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The type of but, person that's always sending you like, Oh, have you seen this? Check this out. Or you could ask him like, um, oh, did you watch the 
the ADCC trials in, in East trials. And he's like, yeah, man. And then he could list off yeah. like all well, the yeah, top submissions. Like and one of, like one of the previous ones he, he messaged me actually was um, East Coast trials the, the or European, or trials, European trials that it was a Danaher blue and purple belt who won the trials. Yeah, that's crazy. You know? That's fucking crazy. But yeah, I think he, he sent me the same thing. But anyway, the, the point is of bringing him up is- um, you know, I've got to write something. <laughs> <laughs> He's still talking to Anthony. <laughs> focus well, on I know focus. I just did a, I, you know, did the, the live test. No, okay, anyway, live test uh, Live succeeded. test, yeah, live test <laughs> successful. I proved that Anthony has his finger on the pulse because he's yeah. on Instagram <laughs> all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I would say definitely I don't consume as much as Anthony, but I definitely appreciate him keeping me up to date. But I, I would- I would say that I consume more than the average because I'm on YouTube a lot um, and just checking out what's on Instagram because I am a creator myself. So, you know, I keep my finger on the pulse just in different avenues, a little bit of a slower market because YouTube's a little bit slower than Instagram. It's not like, you know, straight away, instant, instant, instant yeah, yeah, gratification. Yeah. It's a little bit of a churn. So I'm always keeping up to date with what the big, big Especially if you don't have YouTube premium, it's a hella churn, bro. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get those back-to-back unskippable 15 second ads. Hey, God damn. Yeah. Yeah. Don't I'm get an ad blocker. still never getting premium. If, if you have an ad blocker on YouTube, shame on you. That hurts my revenue. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't does. know how ad blockers work. Is it like, yeah, so is it against YouTube's well, like terms and services or like it's a program that runs on the back of your computer. Oh, it's just or? a plug. It's, it's super easy. It's a browser extension. So depending on what you have, if you have a Chromium, what's called a Chromium based browser. So we're talking Brave, uh, we're talking Chrome obviously. And there's a few other like smaller, you know, lesser known browsers. You just go to the Google Play Store um, or sorry, the Google browser extension page, download whatever extension you want. Ad blocker is, is, you know, there's heaps of them out there, but ad blocker, the name ad blocker is probably the most popular. And then it just blocks all your ads. And the problem with it is if you if you have Google Premium, when you watch a creator's YouTube video, they get paid for you watching it um, as though you were uh, watching the ads anyway. If you don't have an ad blocker and you watch some ads, the creator gets paid. But if you have an ad blocker and watch a video that has ads, you, the creator doesn't get paid for your view. Um, and it does add up over time. So it does hurt the revenue. And I mean, man, I did some digging. This this is actually a little bit too much of a rabbit hole maybe, but I did some digging on what the top YouTubers make in the jujitsu space. And it's fuck all, man. Like the top guys like jujitsu, which a lot of our audience would be familiar with jujitsu because he's also got a podcast as well. To give you some context, he on, on YouTube with his YouTube views alone, he would make no more than $70,000 a year of ad revenue. That may sound like a lot, you have to remember this guy is the number one YouTuber in jujitsu right yeah. now. He's the number one, the top guy, top guy, and he makes seventy k. Yeah, it's that's, not. All, I mean, man, yeah, that's fucked. when you when you're saying you're number one, it's not. It's not yeah, a lot of money, yeah, right? Exactly. And then f- imagine like someone like myself, you know, full full, uh, you know, disclosure. I make way less than that. I make less than, you know, I make. I think I just uh, at the end of the year I might just break a thousand, maybe. Maybe. And there's a lot of like energy that goes into it. So yeah, all the story yeah. is there's like fuck all money to be made. I don't know how we got onto that. I was talking about like ad blocker, finger on the pulse. Yeah. So I'm anyway, on YouTube. Anyway, don't, don't have an ad blocker, right? I'm on YouTube, <laughs> bro. <laughs> yeah. So, but you're, you're watching, uh, okay. So you're on whatever platform you're on. So, well, let's talk about the different ways you can consume jujitsu first, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's physically doing jujitsu, right? Being in the gym, uh, but then you've got 
yeah, like your your online media, mm. which would be YouTube and pretty much Instagram. Yeah, right? and then you have the online academies as well, the paid services. Yes, yeah. as, as well as instructionals. Mm. So if you're on YouTube, right, what are you watching? Are you watching techniques? Are you watching fights? Mm. Are you, you know- A bit of both. Highlight reels, what are you watching? I'm watching, I love watching old school matches. Or well, not even old school, just like- you know, the finals, pants finals. Like, like, I love watching old school, like stuff from 2019. Yeah, 2019, you know? 2018, 100%. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking old school. No, no, no. Like I like watching like the, the classic fights and because I like to know when someone says, oh, yeah, because so this this is kind of like, you know, the the uh, Felipe Pena and Gun Ryan fucking whatever. Yeah, mm. and I'm like, and then, you know, when you're so talking in the gym, now? you're like, what? And you, you get that blank look in your face. Oh, yes, yeah, Felipe Pena. Is it that I, pasta? No, I don't eat carbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I really like to, when someone mentions the big fights, like to know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Even though if, if I don't, whatever, I'm rabbit holing again. Um, so I watch matches and I watch um, instructional content. So the I can go into who I watch, but you know, you know what I'm going to say. I'm, I mostly just watch Jordan teaches jujitsu. So he's pretty good. Yeah. yeah I've heard very, good he, things. He's very, very good. Yeah. No, he comes up on my, I mean, I don't really, I personally don't consume much, if any online jujitsu content really. Um, only mine. You know, it's not, I don't, yeah, only yours. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm the, the target audience necessarily. I'm yeah. also not a big, social media person anyway yeah. uh so so i don't really well technically you're a media influencer no don't i don't <laughs> want to be associated with the word influencer <laughs> unless it's like got bad influence <laughs> i'm okay with that <laughs> oh, that adam he's such a bad influence <laughs> no he's uh, just a bad influencer yeah <laughs> just a bad influencer. yes <laughs> like zero money. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, so I don't really, you know, if I consuming online content, it is usually if I'm specifically wanting to watch a match to to kind of break it down or right. look at some details or if I'm, yeah, watching, I don't watch a lot of instructionals, but if I'm wanting to pick up one particular you know, set of moves or techniques or whatever. But I don't really, I don't just sit there and spend time looking at whatever on mm. YouTube jujitsu related. Just you clicking know. whatever pops y- up. Yeah, yep. exactly. I, well, I will go there specifically looking for something and, yep. and, and find it. Yeah. So, uh, so then when we look at what I think is the worst place to learn jujitsu, I'm not, don't get confused with, consume jujitsu content with learn the, yep. yeah the worst place to learn jujitsu is without a doubt instagram is by far the worst platform for jujitsu knowledge because of the way the that social media platform works and is designed and you briefly <laughs> touched over it before when you said youtube's a bit of a slower grind and youtube's very like uh, sorry and instagram's very quick and snappy mm. And that's what it is, right? And that's why it is a terrible place to learn jujitsu because you, uh, Instagram, the platform is designed to be very quick, short bites of, of 
reels or photos or whatever, you know, it's yeah. almost they're trying to stay current with the, the TikTok sort of things and stay uh, modern with the way that social media is consumed. And so when you're making an Instagram reel, a jiu-jitsu related Instagram reel, right, first thing, if you post something on Instagram TV and it's like a 10-minute video or whatever, which you can do. No one's going to watch it. No one watches them. People don't open Instagram to watch a 10-minute or even a three-minute video, right? People watch that length of, of content on YouTube. Yep. More than, you know, you would know better than me because you're into all the analytics of it, but I would say probably the the max cutoff on on. Instagram reels or videos would probably be max. I would think is a minute. So I would seconds. say yep, even 100%. even less. Probably that sort of, you know, ten to thirty seconds is Perfect. probably your kind of golden window. Hundred percent, right? spot on. So, firstly, you can't learn it. Like how if you're from an instructor point of view, that is not a lot of time to get information across. If I'm wanting to teach something, mm-hmm. right? So that then leaves me with just being able to demonstrate it, right? Man. My, my, not mine, but like, you know, my Instagram or your Instagram is going to get F all clicks, likes, shares, comments. If you show a cross collar joke from closed guard. No. Right. If you show like even something a bit cooler, like a leg drag. No, man, it's got to be this gotta be flashy, fancy yep. something. Yep. Okay. And yeah, can some of it be legitimate? For sure. But a lot of it is not. Or a lot of it might be legitimate, but it's that sort of, oh, yeah, that's cool. Works one in every like eight or 9,000 attempts, you'll land it. You know, or like, yeah, there's that one dude in the world who can do that, right? But it's kind of, you know, it's a great place to consume the content. You just need to understand what, like how you're taking that in because from an instructor's point of view, God, I hate it when, when students are like, I saw this on Instagram and I'm like, you know, I know I've mentioned that before, but you know, when someone says to me that they saw something on YouTube, I'm a, just the way that content is consumed and the reason people go to that platform is different to the, the reason people go to, to Instagram. So when, when someone says they saw something on YouTube, right, and they, they want to ask my opinion on it, often the first thing I'll ask them is, oh, like what channel or who's it from, right? And if they say, yeah, Jordan teaches jiu-jitsu, or they say like, oh, from the Atos page or from the Alliance headquarters page Keenan or from Keenan Online yep. or whatever or Marcelo or the Mendez brothers, like these are all incredibly credible sources of jujitsu information that I wouldn't even need to see the technique. Yeah, cool. You can show me what you're talking about as well. And we can delve into it more, but sometimes students will come to you just with a, I saw this thing, but I don't know if it's legit or just online fluff, you know, and I go, Oh, who's it from? Oh, Marcelo Garcia. Yeah, no, then I can, I don't even need to see it to tell you it's legit. Right. But yeah, we, you can show me and we'll go over it more. And also the way that the YouTube you know, content creators tend to operate. And again, the way that content is consumed, they're, much, they're lengthier videos with more explanation. And so they don't need to sell 
that viewer in 10 seconds, which means they can do cross-collar chokes from closed guard and whatever. And the slower okay. videos, they're, they're like mini instructionals almost. Mm. Right. But then when someone comes to me and says, you know, oh, I saw this on Instagram, what do you think? Mm. I'm like, man, you know, the chances of it being, I don't want to say legitimate, like, I mean, it may very well be legitimate whatever gets the job done, right? Sometimes you look at shit that you go, that is the dumbest thing. It would never work. But I'm sure some dude tapped or swept or passed someone with it at some stage. And, you know, at the end of the day, if that's one of the things we love about jujitsu. If it works, it works. But usually when someone says, oh, I saw this on Instagram, I'm like, oh, it's usually just the most abstract, random thing that looks really cool, right? And maybe feels really cool to do, but the, you know, not necessarily very applicable, mm. you know, like, yeah, this fucking flying Imanari role. I'm like, yeah, bro. No, like when are you, when are you going to do that? It makes sense when you think about who is creating the content on Instagram, like because the sport is so emerging and it's, you know, increasing in popularity, social media is such an important part of today's world when it comes to creating a name for yourself you know the more followers you get the more opportunities you have for sponsorship deals for things like uh you know super fights and 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 all of these all of these things surrounding how to make money like we've spoken about in the past in jiu-jitsu so it benefits these athletes to put content out there that they know might not necessarily work but looks like you were saying looks flashy yeah. looks cool yeah. looks sexy looks fucking like oh this is sick but they're, they're promoted or they're encouraged, I should say, to put out this style of content. You know, that's going to get them views, going to get them clicks. Yeah. But as you were saying, if you're trying to learn from that, it's negative. And what do you think about by putting out this content, there obviously is going to reach a lot of eyeballs, a lot of new people in jiu-jitsu, and then they're going to try and emulate that or they're going to expect, you know, results from doing these these flashy moves. Do you think that is is beneficial? Do you mean to the individual who's going to look at it consuming, yeah, and jujitsu as a whole? I've never, I've never thought about that. Um, I think it's kind of negligible because a lot of the the stuff that you see on those Instagram reels or whatever, it's so, you know, um, so sort of left of center the movements and techniques and whatever you see or sometimes incredibly detailed and, you know, like, so sometimes you see stuff, hang on, let, let me sort of put it into two categories so it's so I'm a bit clearer with what I'm trying to say. So sometimes you'll see something, let's say, for example, um, I actually just this morning saw a reel from, um, from my man Levi, Levi Jones Leary, and it's like the, the content isn't there for you to learn from it you can learn from it, but it's not like an instructional reel. It's just him doing an incredibly complicated, like bearing bolo, crucifix sort of Brado Plata sequence. Okay. Wow. Which is stuff that Levi does. It's things he's known for. He's one of the best in the world at doing it. And it's just cool to see it performed. Like watching him drill is pretty much what it is. It's mm. just like, here's a like 15 second video of, I mean, I've trained with Levi multiple times. 
drilled with him. That dude drills so much. You know, it's essentially a snippet of what his life is actually like. You know, that's a technique he'll drill for fucking hours and hours and hours. So that's really cool. You might look at it and go, man, like I'm never going to be able to do that. Yeah, cool. It's not necessarily there for you to be able to do. It's just an insight into, you know, a, a professional athlete's training kind of. So those reels are really cool, right? But then it's the ones that are just that sort of, yeah, like some random flashy submission or whatever. And they're the ones that I don't really have a lot of time for. They're the ones that the students bring to you mm. and say like, oh man, what do you think of this? And I go, no man, like it's that, like that's just a, a an, it's like almost not real. It's just an entertainment. It's like entertainment wrapped up in jujitsu. Mm. You know, yeah, like it looks fucking cool, but I don't see that ever happening or someone ever being able to execute it. And how that trickles down to then that consumer going and trying it, I think it's negligible because they'll get, you know, 1% of the way through it and get smashed you know, or something. So it's rare that you see it where then it results in them breaking someone's leg or okay. something like that. It's interesting when you pay attention to the Instagram algorithm, all these creators, I mean, some of them probably do it intentionally or it just sort of happens that they'll go through waves where all of a sudden everyone's showing the same technique, like a terraco plata that's like really popular. And it, like all these reels, all these creators in you know, various times, but within like a couple week time span, will just be spamming like the same techniques because they're trending and then they'll move on to something else and then they'll move on to something yeah, else. Yeah, right. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. I mean, like I said at the start, I don't really consume a lot of that content and I mm. also don't. Uh, as, as our listeners probably know, if they visited the podcast Instagram page or my gym's Instagram page, the posts are rather sporadic because I'm not a huge, I don't love Instagram. And uh, it's, it's hard because you said at the beginning, it's such a crucial part of uh, a way to market yourself. And it really is. But oh God, do I hate it. You know, but it made me think of, yeah, I don't know, man. And it, I think it's a, it's kind of a fine line, right? Because you can't deny how important it is to market yourself and sell yourself, you know, but at the same time, if that line is crossed too much, there's a huge amount of, of, of credibility lost. So let's say, for example, I reckon you know who the Island Boys are, right? Of course. They suck. Too Drop kicks, bro. Like yeah. what a bunch of Derricks. Yeah. And um, I, I, I reckon you could probably all of a sudden get, I don't know, you could get a, a who's number one with Craig Jones fighting one of the Island boys and people, and that yeah. would sell a fuckload of tickets because yeah. these are just like two losers on Instagram or whatever. And, but if that happened, so it's kind of like, on, on the one hand, it's proving that you don't need jujitsu at all to like be relevant in jujitsu. You just need to be good at marketing, yep. right? But then on the other hand, if that happened, you know, you would look at it and go, what a fucking clown show, bro. Like, you know, you would lose, who's number one would lose a huge amount of credibility, I think for the real jujitsu fans. So there's, how do you walk that line between the sport and entertainment and it is hard because they need to exist together because without the entertainment factor, there's no money involved. Athletes don't yep. get paid. So 
it's hard to balance all those things. I have an together. opinion on this. I've thought about this sort of concept for a while. And I think the key is to be authentic to yourself. So long as you don't change who you are and you portray you as your authentic self, you can't really go wrong because if you're being yourself online, but still like, you know, putting the effort in and, and trying different things and showing, you know, different styles of content, delivering things different ways, et cetera, et cetera, then, you know, you're going to generate some form of following, particularly yourself because of your skill set and, and, you know, your, your history and, and your lineage in jujitsu. But so long as you be yourself, you, you're not, you're not going to end up like an island boy because they're, they're clearly putting on a facade. That's not who they really are. Are they? I don't know, man. man they, they've like, got to be. They're not, that's not who they really are as, as people. Like they can't Dude, be. have you seen their faces? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to be. Maybe, maybe you in have to that be, case. You have to be down a few IQ points to. Yeah, I totally agree with what you, where, you, where you're coming from. But what I'm trying to say is maybe, maybe now they've like morphed into their personas, but when they started out, that, that was completely an act, completely an act. A good example of this is, have you seen Liver King? No. Liver King is, I, I know a lot of our listeners probably are, are smiling now because they would have seen him. Um, he, he's a guy on Instagram he, who pretty much sprung up overnight and just became almost instantly Instagram famous. He's got nearly 2 million Instagram followers now. And he only started posting like a f- not, not too long ago, less than a year, I believe. And um, he's like this really roided up, massive jack dude that just advocates for eating um, – Organ meats. He's like, yeah, right. that's his name, Liver King. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So he eats raw like organ meats, and he and he's trying to say that he's got this whole primal thing, and he's like, you know, if you follow this lifestyle of eating these organ meats, you can look like me. You can be a primal. You can be authentic and like ancestral. And he's like juicing. He's juiced to the gills, loser. mate. He's juiced to the gills. <laughs> like he's the biggest fucking juice head. But the thing is, I I I'm not. I haven't validated this, but this is what I've seen: is that his whole persona was actually socially engineered by a marketing team before he even started. So apparently, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's completely inauthentic so apparently and again i'm putting this out there but i haven't actually confirmed this is his whole persona and everything is engineered towards selling a particular type of organ meat product which is a supplement right so the what what has happened is a a marketing team got together found this guy um the the living guy we'll pay you yeah fuck yeah and then they just started hammering and hammering and hammering the marketing around his social media and he's exploded and what do you know he's got a little product to sell all of his primal followers so and and they would be making millions of dollars from selling the products so i'll give you the an opposite example of that let me see if i can find him so this is um this guy who, I mean, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Like, be authentic, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, and just, 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 who just to clarify, popped up on my Instagram was like, I don't think the Liver King is being authentic. That's no, no, what, no. That's yeah, what I yeah, was yeah. trying to get at. Yeah. Uh, is, oh, God, what's this guy's dream? Is this like a jujitsu guy or? No, no, no. Um, and I just want to re- remind the audience: dream. this podcast is called Beyond Jujitsu. <laughs> no, if, if <laughs> it's, it's Jujitsu and Beyond. <laughs> um, Instagram train. Hang on, hang on. It's gonna be worth it if I find okay. it. Train watching. We've just lost fifty percent of our listeners. No, no, guys, <laughs> stay with me. This is worth it. You really want to. You really want to hear this. So this guy, dude, this guy's the best. Okay, um, uh, Francis, Francis Ngani? Bourgeois. <laughs> I'm, I don't French know. French guy. I got it. Anyway. 
He's only got 100 posts, right? Yep. So he hasn't been around for that long. Yep. 1.6 million followers. Yeah. And his, dude, his videos are literally, this dude just loves, loves trains. Like trains. Oh, yeah. I've seen this guy. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he yeah. just like. He's super viral. Yeah. Dude, and he just. Re- yeah, his yeah, voice yeah, is, yeah. yeah, and like he'll and he be, wears the GoPro on his face. I think yeah, most of the listeners yeah, yeah, would have yeah. seen him. He's and he'll massive be, on TikTok. He's huge on Instagram. He has the GoPro like pointed at his face while he watches yeah, these yeah. trains. Yeah, oh, yeah. This guy. yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. And he'll just like have a train, like if we standing on a bridge and a train drive past. He's like, here it comes. But he's just like, I don't know, man. He's super authentic. Yeah, yeah. I he at least he comes across one hundred percent genuine. Yeah. This is a guy who's just putting out in the world his love for trains yeah. and like this I love man and yeah. and I would imagine it's why he has 1.6 million followers most of them That's, don't give a fuck about trains they're no, just like this guy they're just and, like you know yeah. so because what a lot of people like is is when someone is genuinely enthusiastic about what they're teaching you yeah. you know if they're like genuinely interested in what they're they're like talking about or showing you and an example is I used to like watch these chess videos on YouTube like over an hour long of these guys playing chess, but there's this one in particular and he was so genuinely enthusiastic about chess that I, I didn't even like, at the time I wasn't really into chess. I just really liked this guy and how like his, his energy and enthusiasm was just so contagious. Yeah. It's the same as Francis, uh, the, the train guy. Yeah, I mean, it's actually, you've just reminded me of another time. Like when it's someone genuine and enthusiastic, mm. like I watched uh, – you know, I think it's oh, – I can't remember the YouTube channel. Massive YouTube channel. They often do um, – like like they do breakdowns of, of, of scenes from movies. Not scenes, but um, – hang on. Kung Fu breakdowns. Like they'll martial do, arts. Martial art breakdowns. Uh, yeah, so they'll do Insider. Sorry, Insider is okay. the, is the um, YouTube channel. So they'll do – or GQ Sports is another one. They do all ones similar. But the one I watched is Insider and it's Wing Chun Master rates eight Wing Chun fights in movies, yeah, right? Yeah. And so they do heaps. They do like – Isn't that like a in, – Insider, isn't that like a magazine or something? Yeah, I think so, yeah, right? Yeah. They've done one where, um, you know, like, uh, you, you know, UFC fighter breaks mm. down MMA fights from movies. How real is it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one they did like Casey Stoner, uh, Australian MotoGP world champion, breaks down motorbike scenes from movies. How real are they? Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And this one, like, you know, I don't really care for Kung Fu or whatever, but this guy, dude, just he's so enthusiastic about Wing Chun and the way he's talking about it and whatever. Like yeah. I watched the whole, how long was it? I don't know, like a 20-minute video of him like talking about Wing Chun scenes from movies yeah. and I don't care about Wing Chun or the Wing Chun that's happening in these movies, but I was like super invested in the, this dude talking about it. Yeah. Because you know? he seems so genuine and authentic and passionate. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll watch a train video, a Wing Chun video, a chess video. Yeah. But I, the whole point of this whole rabbit hole and tangent was basically saying Magic Mike's a loser. Magic Mike. Yeah, is that what they call him? The flow grappling dude who doesn't oh, take his glasses yeah, off? Yeah, yeah. No, Hollywood Mike. Yeah, Hollywood Mike. See, that's, that, that's an example of someone, in my opinion, who is inauthentic. I, I'm, uh, I'm yeah. just saying. I mean, for me, he comes – oh, For me, he comes – yeah, I've never met him. But at least for me, it comes across like the biggest fake show that he's just like a wank. And I think I've said this before when talking about Hollywood Mike – 
it looks like he's looked at Rob Durdeck. Do you know who Rob Durdeck is? No. Rob Durdeck is a um, a professional skateboarder. Ex professional is in like he would be retired now. He's not old enough to compete. But he also I'm not sure. I don't know the ins and outs of it. But he essentially like ran MTV for a huge portion of time as well. Oh, and okay. he's the the main guy behind Street League, which is um, kind of the one of the the best platforms for skateboarding competitions. Anyway, Rob Durdeck is like Hollywood Mike, mm. but but genuine. Like he's a homie skater dude, like but white as and just like <laughs> like nothing fake about him. Like yeah. you're like, that's Rob Durdeck. Like that's just him. Yeah. But Hollywood Mike, at least for me, comes across like he's looked at Rob Durdeck and been like, yeah, I'm gonna like I'm going to like pretend it I'm Rob Durdeck. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like a wank, bro. So I think the whole point is with this, the whole like, uh, you know, social media, fucking worst place to learn, Instagram, jujitsu. I think the reason that Instagram can be a very poor place to learn is like we said with the whole algorithm thing, but also I think these athletes are just, some of them are being a little bit inauthentic just to try and get that, that clout, just get those yeah. views, just to rack up their follower count to, to promote themselves and to attract opportunity and advertisements and, and whatever else. But I think that if they all were very authentic to not only themselves, but also their, their jujitsu, they would, it would be more educational content, like actual quality content. And I think that they would find they would grow anyway, or maybe even faster. I don't know. That's coming from someone that's, you know, not a social media influencer. Or and for me, who's a bad influencer, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the more important point that I would want to get across is, yeah, as long as you understand the content that you're consuming, I don't care. Spend hours on Instagram mm. watching jujitsu stuff, but understand it is just a clickbaity. That looks cool platform. Mm. Like it's really not a. a a place to learn jujitsu, mm. you know, sit there, watch a bunch of reels, but they're going to be stuff that is, you know, it needs to look cool. It's a mm. visual platform that is designed to make you go, Oh, within five, yeah. 10 seconds. I like that. Scroll. You know, yeah. as in, you know, so yeah, again, a cross collar choke's not going to do that. You know, yeah. it's always going to be something. And if you're a newer person, like a, a white belt or whatever, I'm not saying that doesn't mean you can't do or learn super more advanced techniques, but 99% of it is, is going to be perhaps beyond your grasp, mm. the stuff that people are showing. Again, a perfect example would be when you are watching stuff like yeah. Levi Levi's, Post or yeah. whatever. Um, it is 100% legitimate jujitsu, but yeah, it's like it's, it's crazy, complicated, very difficult stuff to do, but he does it, right? Um, but yeah, it's, it's if you know what, the content is that you're consuming, then it's all well and good. Just don't come to me saying you want to do this Instagram move yeah. that you saw. <laughs> the best place, in my opinion, the best way to learn jujitsu, the best place to learn jujitsu is honestly from your gym. And <laughs> like as, as silly as that sounds like and obvious, but the most jujitsu I've ever I'll learned. Pay you is, that kickback later, Kieran. <laughs> no, no, no. Legitimately. Like I was thinking about, and the reason I'm like really saying stating the obvious here is I was thinking about this only this week and I was literally 
thinking because I've, I've we spoke about it on the podcast before how I was worried about you know tunnel visioning myself and like getting rabbit holed because I'm only hitting the same like few sequences of moves that all fit together and whatever. But then I was like I was reflecting on that further. I was thinking about hang on a minute. I actually know a fucking lot of jujitsu, and I was thinking like like I, th- I think it, my my mind was triggered when you're showing a technique, um, and I was being and I was thinking to myself, oh right, I know how to do that because you've shown it before, and I learned it. And I remember, and I'm like, holy fuck, I'm learning. You know, it was like a light bulb. Oh, I'm learning jujitsu. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, but legitimately, it, sometimes it takes yourself to actually reflect on, hang on a minute, I know a fucking lot of jujitsu. Where did I learn that? From you, from doing it, from drilling it, from being at the gym. And then, oh, I could probably flick through my notebook and find the day we did that and pick up some some more points. So the point I'm trying to make is the best place to learn jujitsu is actually from your gym, study like take notes and study those notes. And then I would only say the second best place to add on to that is pick one really reputable instructional and slowly work your way through it. I've been working through one instructional for nearly six months, just watching it, rewatching it, going over, oh, hang on a minute. I, I fucked this up. Now I'm getting stuck in this position when I never, never used to, or now people have learned this defense. Let me go back to the instructional. And if you're finding it repetitive, then don't, don't think about it as in I need to sit there and watch it, mm. put it on while you're cooking dinner mm. or whatever, have it playing on the TV in the background or, or whatever, you know, if, you know, it can be a bit exhausting to sit through the same instruction yeah, over like and over, but like, you know, just again, yeah. there's the, yeah, there's so much information just in one, but yeah, obviously I think it's pretty obvious the best place to learn jujitsu is, is in the gym. I had some students a while back saying, you know, I was giving them a hard time that they weren't training enough. And not as in, I don't mean I was just ragging on them saying they need to train more. I was essentially saying, you're not training enough to meet the goals that you want to hit, right? Like you're wanting to get to, you know, from A to B, right? You are not doing what is required to get to B. You need to train more. They're like, oh, but I'm, watching this instruction, I'm doing heaps of study. And it's like, man, that's cool. That, but it, that is secondary. Mm. Like it is cool. And they're like, yeah, but you can learn a lot from the theory side of it. And I'm like, man, for sure you can. You can learn a lot from it. But at the end of the day, it is not a theoretical match of jujitsu. It is a physical match of jujitsu. It's not a theoretical sport, right? You are not going into an online game of match of jujitsu where it is theory like it is physical bro so you know you could be like let's imagine if stephen hawking spent his whole life dedicated to jujitsu theory right like he would probably be a mastermind but i I bet you he loses every single (laughs) jujitsu match right like and it's a <laughs> He's not around to defend himself. <laughs> uh, no, but you get the point I make. It doesn't yeah. matter how much, like, you could be a, you know, like a savant, savant yeah. in jujitsu, but like it's a physical sport. And not only is it a physical sport, so you need to physically be able to execute it and all the things that go along with the physiology of doing it, like muscle memory and all that. But some of the, perhaps less obvious things like your timing and your intuition, base. your base. And what like, you're talking about you know, last night, like feeling your opponent's position without having to see it. Yeah. Like, all you, those. You're talking about leg pummeling in the, in that example, but even that. 
yeah, all those sorts of things, you know, it, it needs to be practically done. And the, the analogy, I don't think we've had one this episode. I've got 40 one well. minutes in. Mate, we can have two. The, the analogy that I gave was essentially something along the lines of, okay, let's say you're about to have open heart surgery and you've got two surgeons to choose from. One who's, you know, hasn't spent a lot of time hands-on experience performing heart surgeries, but has read the books a lot. And then you've got the surgeon who's done hundreds of open heart surgeries and spends most of his time practically practicing open heart surgeries and doing some reading or the guy who spends most of his time reading and sometimes doing some practical, which surgeon are you going to choose? For me, it's definitely the dude who has actually done a whole lot more open heart surgeries. And that was like, you know, of course you could see that it's like, yeah, but did all of these patients die? No, like we didn't go into that. You yeah. know, it was essentially just- <laughs> what, What's their uh, success rate? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. But it was just that yes. sort of overarching analogy of yeah. me saying like, would you prefer the person who has more hands-on experience when they're performing something that requires them to use their hands? Mm. Or would you prefer the person who has only used those hands to flick the pages of the book, right? And, and that's when there was like- Oh yeah, okay. I get what you're trying to say. You know, so obviously the best place to learn is in the gym. Yep. So you've got to do it, man. 100%. 100%. And you'll be so surprised how much you will retain if you go in with that mindset of like really focusing on learning. And we've we've spoken in other podcasts like, you know, a lot if you just rock up and follow go through the motions, you know, it, it can sometimes go over your head or in one ear and out the other. But if you like a present you write down your notes, you, you present, study, bro. be present. Don't be like my students who I'm teaching. And I just look over and they're just like gazing out the window. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Although we do have big glass windows at the gym. Yeah. Some pretty cute dogs that walk past sometimes. Oh, yeah. They're, oh, my God. Yes, they're cute as puppy. I got super distracted. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, look at that puppy. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you said – just before when I was teaching and you were like, oh, hang on, I know this technique, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Man, not that long ago, I was giving a private to someone and they um, asked a question about a particular position or whatever. And, you know, and I answered the question, no problem. But after the fact, I, I, you know, I kind of noticed myself thinking, fuck, man, I know way more about that than I realized I did, you know? Yeah, sort of wow. information that was there that yeah. I didn't necessarily realize it was there. Yeah. But when I was prompted with the correct question, I was like, oh, actually, holy shit, man, I actually know quite a lot about what he's asked and, you know, how to really, the sort of really minute details about it. I was like, oh, you know, he sort of like dusted my own shoulders. <laughs> I'm a black belt. <laughs> Excellent. You had an analogy before. Well, we I was just going to say, like, I was just going to draw. You were you were giving the analogy about the heart surgeon and hands-on versus book experience, and then you you mentioned that you know it's not an online thing. You're not going to log on and 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 play jujitsu theory, but and that prompted me to think even something like chess. Like jujitsu is always compared to chess. It's like the mm. chess with your body. But even with chess, you could know all the theory, but if you don't actually play the game, you're not you're not going to be any good. Because yeah, that's right. Regardless, like. It, because different, different follow the theory. Because different opponents make different moves. Yeah, and and, yeah. and like you actually need to, you need pattern recognition. You need to be able to go through and do a thousand puzzles and a thousand games to see the patterns and see the mating patterns and things like that. Yeah, you can learn all of the the book moves, but very very quickly a, a game of chess exits the book moves, and then what? You're yeah. fucked. Yeah, and I mean it's just the fact that it is physical, mm. hands on. Another very cut and dry 
example or analogy would be why trades, as in carpentry, chefs, uh, electricians, all those sorts of professions, there's a reason that they're taught through apprenticeships. Mm. It's because of how valuable the hands-on part of the profession is. That's, you know, there's a reason why 90% of trades are taught like with the the physical hands-on aspect of it and not the other way around where you spend 90% of your time in a classroom learning about food and culinary, you know, this and that before mm. you even pick up a knife. No, because the the physical aspect of it is so valuable. Jiu-Jitsu is the same, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 100%. So in summary, Instagram is clickbaity. Be all up in that shit, but don't bring me those reels. Like, bro, <laughs> unless like going back to the start, we're talking about Anthony. Anthony's there a lot, but he's not there learning jujitsu. Like he'll send me dumbass reels, mm. but it's coming from a like entertainment point yeah, of check view. This shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, like bro, look at yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and we'll have a laugh. Or, that's totally cool. Or sometimes it's something crazy whack, but the dude hit the submission in a competition and you're like, wow. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you're like, man, fuck. But you know, it's also that. You know, when people say, you know, the example of, well, well, Bill Gates didn't finish university. And it's like, yeah, but- Are you Bill Gates? Bro? Yeah, are you Bill Gates? You know, you know who else didn't finish university? That dude over there. Got to live in under the bridge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that guy licking the bus sign. Yeah, right? like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 100%. Anyway. That's a good place. Guys, thanks for listening to this episode. You know the drill. If you want to support us further- Follow us on Instagram, beyondjujitsu underscore podcast. Link is there for our Patreon. Also, link to submit audio questions yeah, for audio episode questions. 90. This is your last chance. When this ep- episode airs, we'll be recording very soon. Yes. Uh, so send them through. Well, actually, when this airs, we'll, we'll, we will be recording the uh, Q&A episode tomorrow. So you have 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so for or those less. people who listen to it, as soon as the episode comes out, if you were – 24 hours late, eh, get the next oh, one. It won't even be 20. It'll be like less than 12 hours actually. <laughs> get into it. Get into it. Uh, just, yeah, submit it either way. Yeah, submit All it right. now. <laughs> uh, thank you guys and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.